But right now, it's a very special occasion. I've been trying for the best part of three years. Ever since our show uh, go, went to air for the very first time was. Yep. And uh, my brother mentioned that he had a good friend over in Germany that was playing good soccer for a team called St. Pauli. Didn't know who they were. We but, do now. Uh, I've, found, I've since found out. Um, he comes from Knox, so he comes from this area in southeast, uh, was eastern Melbourne. So we sort of followed his career a bit. Uh, he's since captained the Socceroos on a few occasions. So he can play. He can play a bit. <laughs> uh, he of course was a crucial member in the Socceroos campaign in last year's World Cup. And that's Jackson Irvine and he joins us. G'day, Jackson. <laughs> G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. This is an absolute treat for us. Um, tell us, um, look, I just want to start on the heavy schedule. I mean, we were talking about Zach Purton, uh, you know, racing in the Melbourne Cup and then going to Hong Kong to race. You, you by, by what you told us off air, you're playing like, what, 10 games in three weeks? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's it can get pretty hectic, and we're in the we're in the thick of it at the moment. So we had a three three games in six days um, last week, and then one on on Friday night before we left, and now we play Thursday first qualifier in Melbourne, Tuesday night against Palestine in Q8. So a bit of travel in between, and then back to Germany for another game Saturday. So yeah, it's um, it's it's you know a few flights, few games, but um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's life of international football. Jackson, as was here, I was interested uh, when I heard you were coming on to ask you about the lifestyle and obviously that's one side of the lifestyle and we as sort of external viewers might think that there's another, a better lifestyle. Is there is there the good lifestyle that, that we might think there is? That Are you living sort of quite well and enjoying life? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not always as glamorous as obviously it's made out to be, but um, in terms of you know you don't you don't really get the time and um, the free time to be able to kind of do a lot of things that you, that you want to be able to do. You obviously, when it comes to things like you know events and and weddings and parties and family things that you know sometimes it's just not possible. So that's obviously the sac- the sacrifice part of it. But at the end of the day, we're very fortunate to do what we do and um you know it allows you to have the, the freedom when you do have that time to, to 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 kind of do as you please but um yeah it's about finding that balance and but when you're in in season when you're in full swing it's it can be quite tough and as far as uh playing your football in germany how, how long have you been there and, and and who else is sort of over there or have you you settled settled in and living there and yeah yeah so it's been just over two years now um and I absolutely love it. Um, you know, it's a fantastic club and a great city in Hamburg and playing at, you know, probably, um, you know, the highest level and quality that, that, you know, that I've played in. It's um, a great league. There's another one other Aussie boy, Connor Metcalf, from, who's also here with me in the Socceroo camp. And, um, you know, it's a great blend of international players from from all over the world. And it's an international city as well. And got a lot of friends you know, away from the game, and it's yeah. Moving to Germany, I played in the UK obviously for about twelve years before I, 10, 11, 12 years before I came over, and um, you know, it's been a huge change in in everyday life. But I absolutely love it. And then Beautiful. playing for the Socceroos, I mean, it just uh, it's an incredible achievement, incredible honour. Um, I want to go back to last year's World Cup, and you got so close again. Um, <laughs> What, what, what's the matter? Got no, you got another build up now, but playing for the Socceroos, um, how is that as an honour? It's it's the epitome of of your sport, I guess. It's why we all, you know, it's what we all 
strive to achieve with you of course you want to have domestic success and and build a good career and have make obviously make those memories try and be but at the end of the day to be called up to represent the your national team and, and play on the world stage it's as as good as it gets in the game and i've been very fortunate to do it obviously twice now it's in russia and qatar and um, you know, even even now, you know, ten years on from my first game, I love being a part of this team just as much as I love anything else in football. It's every every time I come in, it's um, it's special. And obviously, right now, being home in Melbourne, I'm only here for you know. He's in flight. I flew in Monday. We'll play Thursday, and we'll fly out Friday. And you know, it's a long way to come for a short period, but it's worth it to play in front of family and friends. And um, yeah, it's special, special every time. It is. What about the building sort of team morale and, you know, culture and, you know, relationships with the, the other Socceroos players and all that sort of stuff when you're flying around the world, you know, doing other stuff? Is it is it difficult to to get your heads around that you're playing bond. with each other and bond and all that sort of stuff? It can be, in a, maybe in a footballing sense, but the connection that we have is it's pretty special and unique. You know, we have we have guys that fly in from every corner of the world, from you know the Saudi Arabia to Japan to Australia. Boys playing the US, um, obviously a few of us in Europe, and you know we have this. Literally, we come in, we have two days to train together, and then go and, try and play a World Cup qualifier. But you know, we find a way to to get that balance right straight away. It's it's, it's really unique and special because probably. Um, there's not many other national teams that have to have the demand of travel and that integration that we have to do in such a short period of time. Um, but the culture of the team, the environment that we have, it's it allows us to do it very quickly. And there's a, there's a lift in general in 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 soccer or football in Australia at the moment. Uh, a lot of that to do with the uh, the women's team as well. But also, I, I think a lot of us have found. Ange, Ange, fascinating. Uh, are you seeing what we're seeing and are you enjoying watching Ange coach? Yeah, well, of course. Obviously, I worked with him at the, in his time in soccer for four years and um, yeah, he's an amazing coach and, you know, and then he moved and, of course, even uh, you, you follow all people that you work with usually within the game and then the way he's progressed and went, obviously went to Japan and then, you know, my club Celtic, who I'm a fan of, and seeing him coach there was was incredible and now he's made that, that step to the Premier League and what that represents and means for Australians and, and football in general to see someone at the very very top level of, of, of the biggest sport in the world it's unbelievable a guy who learnt in learnt his trade you know coaching at South Melbourne you know dead down down the road from here and he's now coaching against the very best in the world it's an unbelievable story and a real testament and you know shows how far the game is capable of going, you know, in, in our country. Absolutely. Are there similar similarities between him and Graham Arnold at all? Um, actually, yeah, you know, to be honest, the biggest similarity they have is just the passion mm. that they have for the game and for, for coaching this team. And, um, you know, that kind of comes out in different ways, but um, I would say that's their biggest similarity. It was just the... the real drive and passion they had for, for, for this team and, and the culture surrounding it. and um, But, yeah, very different tactically, very different people um, as well. And that's, you know, in football, that's, that's how it works in, in, in any sport when you work with different coaches with different styles. And on, just on Graham Arnold, were you, are you surprised how well he's he's done in the, with the Socceroos? Like, I mean, I, I know, I mean, going into the World Cup last year, everyone was sort of worried that you know he's only there for a short time. But he seems to have got this group, and is and you're playing really good football. 
Well, yeah, well, tomorrow he becomes the, the coach who will have coached the most games ever for the national team, which is an absolutely incredible achievement. So it shows how well he's done to, to have been in the job and coached more games than anyone ever before. So, But, yeah, of course, we went through a rough patch before Qatar and um, him and, and the players came under a lot of criticism. But the way we responded to that and the way we played in Qatar and the way we've performed over the years since then just shows, you know, that they're, they're all right to to keep him in the job and, and let him, you know, develop this squad further because it's it's turned into a pretty special year and we want to, you know, obviously start that against tomorrow. Yeah, so this week coming up, how, how are you with all your, all your travelling games? How's, how's the body and uh, how are the other guys on the track feeling? Yeah, I will, I will say you do feel the travel a bit more the older you get. <laughs> <laughs> once, once, you're, once, you're in the, once you're in the 400 game region, I think it's, uh, you know, that 24 hour flight doesn't feel quite so short um, anymore. But um, no, we're good. We're so lucky. We've got the best staff, great physios and sports science and everyone who's here to, to get you right as quick as possible. But um, yeah, I remember those those first years coming in as a 23, 24-year-old and just you could jump off a plane and play the next day if you needed to, but it takes a, takes a couple more nowadays. Uh, and also, it, it's your agility which sets you out as, as well, football players. Uh, I think we had a, uh, a sports scientist from uh, an AFL team who's had done a lot of work with um, some uh, EPL sites, yeah, Bur- uh, Burgess, and um, he said... Your agility and your fitness is is beyond beyond words in an AFL scheme as well. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty unique kind of um, demand um, in football and in terms of you know I know in AFL in particular when you look at physical load it can be um, you know they maybe can run further in terms of kilometres but in terms of high speed distance and change of direction and the kind of way that that the demand that that puts on the body is, is definitely kind of special in, the, in a footballing sense and that means, you know, totally different kind of management that is needed. So um, I'm, if it's from the sports science and the game has grown incredibly over the last years. You know, I've probably seen over the last 10 years how much it's developed. And Australia has always kind of been at the forefront of that. You know, I've, um, the medical we work with have always seemed to move in to, the, you know, the big, biggest sports, whether it's NBA or... Um, you know, even top-level football in Premier League, you see a lot of Aussies working in that environment because they're the best. Awesome. Very good. Now, we also got told that you're a mad Magpie supporter, so tell us about Grand Final Day. Oh, mate. I was a, it was a special one. I was actually just coming back from an ankle injury, which I picked up against Mexico. And, um, I trained a couple of days before the final, and I, was, I had two options. I was either going to get picked for the squad because I wasn't quite 100% fit, but I could have maybe been on the bench. So I was either going to be on a train to Berlin with the team or I was going to be at Paddy's Bar in Hamburg at 6am with, <laughs> with, with my mates watching the game. So it was it was a win-win for me that day. Oh. Luckily, luckily enough, I was, I was declared fit and I travelled with the boys and I, I unfortunately had to watch the game on a train to Berlin on my phone. But uh, we also won the game that night. So it was, it was worth it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Did any of the other Europeans know what you were watching? 
Oh, mate, that was the best part about it. We were, I was watching it on the train. I had about six guys over my shoulder literally like, what on earth are you looking at? What is this? And I'm trying to explain the rules of the game while the bloody grand final's getting played. And I'm jumping out I'm jumping out of my seat. And oh, my God. But as I say, it all, all, all wells that ends well. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hey, Jackson, we might have to leave it there, mate. We've run out of time. But uh, thank you so much for giving us some of yours. It's an absolute honour to chat to you. Good luck uh, over the next couple of weeks, mate. Sounds hectic, but I'm sure you'll have the ball. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you again. Thanks, Jackson. Oh, Jackson Irvine there.